First Samuel chapter 25 When Samuel died, all Israel gathered to mourn for him, and they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David set out and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man and man whose business was in Carmel. He was a very wealthy man with a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband, a Calebite, was harsh and evil in his dealings. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent ten young men and instructed them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel, greet him in my name, and say to him, Long life to you and peace to you and your house and to all that belongs to you. Now I hear that it is time for shearing. When your shepherds were with us, we did not harass them, and nothing of theirs was missing the whole time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. So let my young men find favor with you, for we have come on the day of a feast. Please give whatever you can afford to your servants and to your son David. When David's young men arrived, they relayed all these words to Nabal on behalf of David. Then they waited. But Nabal asked them, Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? Many servants these days are breaking away from their masters. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my shearers and give them to these men whose origin I do not know? So David's men turned around and went back, and they relayed to him all these words. And David said to his men, Strap on your swords. So David and all his men put on their swords, and about four hundred men followed David, while two hundred stayed with the supplies. Meanwhile, one of Nabal's young men informed Nabal's wife Abigail, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he scolded them. Yet these men were very good to us. When we were in the field, we were not harassed, and nothing of ours went missing the whole time we lived among them. They were a wall between us, both day and night, the whole time we were herding our sheep near them. Now consider carefully what you must do, because disaster looms over our master and all his household. For he is such a scoundrel that nobody can speak to him. Then Abigail hurried and took two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five butchered sheep, five says of roasted grain, a hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs. She loaded them on donkeys and said to her young men, Go ahead of me, I will be right behind you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As Abigail came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, she saw David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had just finished saying, In vain I have protected all that belonged to this man in the wilderness. Nothing that belongs to him has gone missing, yet he's paid me back evil for good. May God punish David, and ever so severely, if I let one of Nabal's men survive until morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off the donkey, fell face down, and bowed before him. She fell at his feet and said, My Lord, may the blame be on me alone, but please let your servant speak to you. Hear the words of your servant. My Lord should pay no attention to this scoundrel Nabal, for he lives up to his name. His name means fool and folly accompanies him. I, your servant, did not see my lord's young men whom you sent. 
Now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and avenging yourself with your own hand. May your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be like Nabal. Now let this gift your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's offense, for the Lord will surely make a lasting dynasty for my Lord, because he fights the Lord's battles. May no evil be found in you as long as you live. And should someone pursue you and seek your life, then the life of my Lord will be bound securely by the Lord your God in the bundle of the living. But he shall fling away the lives of your enemies like stones from a sling. When the Lord has done for my Lord all the good he promised, and when he has appointed you ruler over Israel, then my Lord will have no remorse or guilt of conscience over needless bloodshed and revenge. And when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, may you remember your maidservant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you to meet me this day. Blessed is your discernment, and blessed are you, because today you kept me from bloodshed and from avenging myself by my own hand. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, who has restrained me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, then surely no male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by morning light. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him, and he said to her, Go home in peace. See, I have heeded your voice and granted your request. When Abigail returned to Nabal, there he was in the house, holding a feast fit for a king, in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing until morning light. In the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him about these events, and his heart failed within him, and he became like a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal dead. On hearing that Nabal was dead, David said, Blessed be the Lord, who has upheld my cause against the reproach of Nabal, and has restrained his servant from evil. For the Lord has brought the wickedness of Nabal down upon his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail, asking for her in marriage. When his servants came to Abigail at Carmel, they said, David has sent us to take you as his wife. She arose, then bowed face down and said, Here is your maidservant, ready to serve and to wash the feet of my Lord's servants. So Abigail hurried and got on a donkey, and attended by five of her maidens, she followed David's messengers and became his wife. David had also married Ahinoam of Jezreel, so she and Abigail were both his wives. But Saul had given his daughter Michael, David's wife, to Palti, son of Laish, who was from Galim. Chapter 26 Then the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah and said, Is not David hiding on the hill of Hakalah, opposite Jeshimon? So Saul, accompanied by three thousand chosen men of Israel, went down to the wilderness of Ziph to search for David there. Saul camped beside the road at the hill of Hakalah, opposite Jeshimon. But David was living in the wilderness. When he realized that Saul had followed him there, David sent out spies to verify that Saul had arrived. Then David set out and went to the place where Saul had camped. He saw the place where Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the general of his army, had lain down. Saul was lying inside the inner circle of the camp, 
with the troops camped around him. And David asked Ahimelech the Hittite, and Abishai, son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, Who will go down with me to Saul in the camp? I will go with you, answered Abishai. That night David and Abishai came to the troops, and Saul was lying there asleep in the inner circle of the camp, with his spear stuck in the ground by his head, and Abner and the troops were lying around him. Abishai said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy into your hand. Now therefore, please let me thrust the spear through him into the ground with one stroke. I will not need to strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can lift a hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David added, As surely as the Lord lives, the Lord himself will strike him down. Either his day will come and he will die, or he will go into battle and perish. But the Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Instead, take the spear and water jug by his head, and let us go. So David took the spear and water jug by Saul's head, and they departed. No one saw them or knew about it, nor did anyone wake up. They all remained asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen on them. Then David crossed to the other side and stood atop the mountain at a distance. There was a wide gulf between them, and David shouted to the troops and to Abner, son of Ner, Will you not answer me, Abner? Who calls to the king? Abner replied. So David said to Abner, You are a man, aren't you? And who in Israel is your equal? Why then did you not protect your lord the king when one of the people came to destroy him? This thing you have done is not good. As surely as the Lord lives, all of you deserve to die, since you did not protect your Lord, the Lord's anointed. Now look around. Where are the king's spear and water jug that were by his head? Then Saul recognized David's voice and asked, Is that your voice, David, my son? It is my voice, my Lord and king, David said. And he continued, Why is my Lord pursuing his servant? What have I done? What evil is in my hand? Now please, may my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If the lord has stirred you up against me, then may he accept an offering. But if men have done it, may they be cursed in the presence of the lord. For today they have driven me away from sharing in the inheritance of the lord, saying, Go serve other gods. So do not let my blood fall to the ground far from the presence of the lord. For the king of Israel has come out to look for a flea, like one who hunts a partridge in the mountains." And Saul replied, I have sinned. Come back, David, my son. I will never harm you again, because today you considered my life precious. I have played the fool and have committed a grave error. Here is the king's spear, David answered. Let one of the young men come over and get it. May the Lord repay every man for his righteousness and faithfulness. For the Lord delivered you into my hand today but I would not stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. As surely as I valued your life today, so may the Lord value my life and rescue me from all trouble. Saul said to him, May you be blessed, David, my son. You will accomplish great things and will surely prevail. So David went on his way, and Saul returned home. Chapter 27 David, however, said to himself, One of these days now I will be swept away by the hand of Saul. 
There is nothing better for me than to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will stop searching for me all over Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. So David set out with his six hundred men and went to Achish, son of Maok, the king of Gath. David and his men settled in Gath with Achish. Each man had his family with him, and David had his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, the widow of Nabal. And when Saul learned that David had fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. Then David said to Achish, If I have found favor in your eyes, let me be assigned a place in one of the outlying towns, so I can live there. For why should your servant live in the royal city with you? That day Achish gave him Ziklag, and to this day it still belongs to the kings of Judah. And the time that David lived in Philistine territory amounted to a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and raided the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. From ancient times these people had inhabited the land, extending to Shur and Egypt. Whenever David attacked a territory, he did not leave a man or woman alive, but he took the flocks and herds, the donkeys, camels, and clothing. Then he would return to Achish, who would ask him, What have you raided today? And David would reply, The Negev of Judah, or the Negev of Jeremiel, or the Negev of the Kenites. David did not leave a man or woman alive to be brought to Gath, for he said, Otherwise they will report us, saying, This is what David did. And this was David's custom the whole time he lived in Philistine territory. So Achish trusted David, thinking, Since he has made himself an utter stench to his people Israel, he will be my servant forever.